welcome back to the Morning Skate Podcast. We're here. We have two streams left before the NHL season begins um, October 10th. We have some preseason action. We have some, you know, some notes, some news. We really have it all here, uh, but the best sport to play on. I mean, I think it's the best sport in best ball by far. And the numbers, they just simply don't lie. So we're going to get into it with Matt Moody right here, right now. Fresh haircut, looking good. Um, we were, of course, arguing about the DFS slate as I decided to be an alpha and fade Jason Robertson, and Matt was calling it inexcusable. So we're back in midseason form with Matt calling me a donkey fish. Um, it just took like two preseason slates, and I'm like, no, I, I was correct in this take. And Matt's like, it's inexcusable. So if you're if you're in the DFS streets tonight, I faded a little chalk. Last night I took all of the chalk and I just literally lost because I didn't have the exact right chalk compared to like, no, I'm not playing that game tonight. I'm getting different and I'm going to just, you know, three man or two man against the field and, and win all the money. Okay. Well, uh, it's called game I do wish you luck. Maybe, maybe you should check it out. I'm, I'm perfectly aware of game theory. That's where uh, Shane Goss's first two assists come into play, but Jesus Christ, DJ, absolutely nobody cares about, the preseason DFS slate. Um, there are believe, right. seven people in our contest. Um, okay. If so did you see Twitter today? I was getting a lot of love, so screw off. I had a bunch of people that were like, and then probably a lot of them were just gambling, but nevertheless, <laughs> people care. Okay. People well, like, then uh, let's the just work. okay. Well, you know what, DJ? Let's just talk about the the preseason DFS slate. Hour and a half. Let's go. All right. Um, Okay, yeah, let's get into the good stuff. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. I know, I know. DJ mentioned it, but I should confirm the rumors. Um, it is true. Uh, Taylor Swift was in the press box uh, last night for, for my drafting performances, and I do have a new haircut that I took some uh, – I went at 1 o'clock, booked the appointment, went at 2, got my haircut, was like, ah, I, I got to be looking fresh for this, uh, for this GPP win on Tuesday night to get us kicked off in the NHL season. Yeah, there's um, nothing like but, uh, nothing like every single person on Twitter tweeting the same things over and over again about something that doesn't matter for winning money. Um, and of course, I'm talking about your haircut and not Taylor Swift. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good times. NFL remains king. ESPN covering only that when uh, there's literal hockey on. I just couldn't be me. But I don't complain. Yeah. Okay. So the plan today, um, you know, we're, we're going to do pretty standard stuff. Um, if you are not subscribed to my newsletter, you missed another doozy. Uh, basically, just you know, mostly in jest, some of it in you know relevant. DJ had takeaways from it that I didn't even plan on. You know, yeah. having people take away. Want to talk it. about it? But I had. Do I talk about that for a second? Hold on, hold on, or let me just, let me yeah, get to okay. the let me cut to the chase because I didn't say what I was talking about before you started talking. Um, I posted a new newsletter, so do subscribe to that. Uh, primary points. It's in my, um, it's in my Twitter. It's linked in our, you know, in our Discord on the podcast feed. If you go to the most recent one, wherever you can just find a link, it's there. Um, or DJ uh, has links to everything now on his link tree because he's nice and cool. Um, but yeah, so you you miss that. Um, I don't really think there's much to talk about on air though. You know, if you're interested in the preseason, if you're interested in playing DFS or like betting on it. Um, you know, you might be able to get some worth out of it. Otherwise, um, you know, there are things that we talk about on this stream, such as like player injuries and, you know, like what to actually look for um, rather than just like, you know, uh, chasing your tail following, you know, this update, that update, this update, like, you know, cut through the shit, find out what matters. And uh, 
get through training camp with, you know, learning stuff and not just overreacting to everything that you possibly can find. So uh, DJ, sorry. I, I wanted to make sure that that was clear what I was talking about before you cut in. No, it's okay. I, I was just, I just wanted to know if you actually wanted to like go over some of that. Um, yeah, but it's really, really. kind of covered it. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, a couple notes before we get started then into what I guess you wanted to talk about. Cause I asked what we wanted to do and you said I had a lot of ideas and then shared nothing. Um, Rafters is going to fill like tomorrow. I thought Thursday. I was like, yeah, maybe we can make no, it's It's going to fill tomorrow. If you miss the boat and you want to try to get a few in, there's about 100 entries left. Uh, it's eight-man pools, so you can do with that what you wish. I'm going to just squeak in the 30, um, and I'm asking them to make more. Uh, no promises. No, nothing I really say. They they like my tweets, but they don't they don't answer. So I don't know. Um, as I kind of put on the the uh, – What's it called? The thumbnail. Uh, basketball has been just completely unfilled everywhere. I'm guessing a lot of, you know, the overlay people will jump in. Um, I know. Uh, so, oh, my God. Uh, Billy Jones. Yeah, Joe, Billy Jones was going to maybe do some math on that. So uh, if you want to maybe get into basketball because it's, uh, you know, terrible contest and it's going to overlay because no one cares about it at least be informed. Uh, definitely give him a follow. The football metrics are really good as well. So you definitely want to check him out over there. But, and the hockey um, post. Yeah. He, he tweeted at us with the hockey. Yeah. Uh, and the hockey. The know, stacks. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying uh, it's it's it, it's getting to the point now where like underdog is giving away pickums to just do one draft in the basketball. Um <laughs> And yeah. and I had some people go. One person tagged me and was like, uh, "They get used for hockey. They don't need to. Hockey's gonna fill. Hockey rocks. The yeah. product is the best. And they don't need to give away anything because we're actually a good sport that matters." And and we have out. DJ to thank for that. You know, you say it, not me. Uh, Pavelski from Robertson. Plate's over. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um. Yeah. So I was just gonna share something. Kind of came up in passing on, in our Discord. Um. Um, yeah, that is a very good point from Malik here. The NBA tips off like two weeks after NHL does, so um, I know you don't need to rush just, into it unless you give me this one. You're trying to chase that pick Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, basically, it came up. Um, was it Mike? Mike Berg in the Discord basically asked kind of innocuous question about like a top two versus top three um, advancing out of the regular season pods. Um, to take a step back to you know what to preface this, um, we showed a lot in our early episodes. You know, I think episode one, two, three, four, maybe even I don't know how many of these there've been, but basically early on we showed a ton of data. You know, I worked through in Excel a lot of like the different combinations as far as like yo, you know, what does advance rate look like with X number of wings? You know, X numbers that sort of talk. Um, he was sort of like uh, spitballing some thoughts on, okay, well, that all last year was based on top three advancing. What would it look like if it were top two advancing? And we sort of talked about it and it was like, yeah, we don't really expect it to change much. Um, but, you know, lacking, uh, you know, actual new things to talk about now that we're sort of like just barely beginning the preseason and we sort of, you know, uh, tortured all the data we could muster. Um, I wanted to take a quick look at that. Um, let's see. Am I sharing my screen? Okay, that's not it. That's my preseason. Where is uh, here? Okay. It's basically I lined up uh, what the numbers would look like for some key areas that I was interested in. 
uh, what the like top three advance looks like um, along the top, and then what a like theoretical top two advancement rate would look like um, along the bottom. So it's gonna be a bit tough to fit all these on one page, I believe. Um, so let's start off super basic. Um, all right, this I think is about as low as I can go. Um, but yeah, so basically what's along the top is imagine that the contest is, well, it is what happened. It is the sort of uh, environment we were uh, playing in last year where the top uh, three advanced out of each pod. And on the bottom is the, uh, what, what would happen if you basically cut out the third place finisher in each of the pods and sort of judge advancement rate that way. Um, so obviously that cuts it from about a, 25% advancement rate to like a 16.6% advance rate. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're looking at the lower edge numbers. Um, but what we find is really that the patterns are remarkably similar across the board. Uh, my Excel is it just, it's dying. There's too much stuff going on. Um, but when you compare like the patterns on the top to the patterns right below it, um, we really do see a very strong lean toward the 7333 build um, with seven wings. It's kind of hard to dispute that regardless of the format. Um, that just that is pretty clearly what has been working the best. Um, now, again, we've discussed several variations of that idea. Like, is it because the sharp people are doing that, that therefore it has better advancement rates? You know, I think there's a, some sound theory behind it as well. Um, so I'm personally, you know, a very uh, strict about my 733s. Um, just skipping some of this other stuff that I didn't really think matters. I really wanted to look at the upside. You know, what does stacking get you? Um, you know, and so we talked about this before, and we didn't really find that it was that useful for getting out of your regular season pods. Like, it didn't really matter, uh, you know, how much you stacked or how big your stacks were. Um, you know, stacking was sort of almost a detriment. And again, we have theories about why that is. Um, but I wanted to say, okay, well, maybe if we get rid of the third place finishers, maybe we're sort of like uh, cutting off some of the foam and what's left to the, you know, left at the top are the best teams. And maybe those are actually very tightly correlated or something like that. And so just quickly uh, sharing that um, again, we know that the pattern was basically uh, not present. Like there was a slight lean toward having seven skaters total stacked on your rosters Um you know, having better advancement, but it's very, very spread out across the board. Uh, we see that pretty heavily here too. It, it's, you know, the colors are a bit wonky because I rebased it um, so that it wasn't just all red relative to what's on the right. Um, but we do see like, you know, 16% of teams advancing with two skaters, you know, 17 with 12, 13, and, you know, no real variation in the middle. Um, so yeah, it really is kind of interesting to me, again, this, the whole stacking question. And we sort of look at, you know, max stack size, number of three plus stacks. None of what we learned has changed. Um, so, you know, we see here that even when we filter just on people that were quote unquote building optimally, we see a slightly stronger advance rate if you don't have a three plus stack uh, versus if you do. Um, and so, you know, it's slightly muted. A relative, you know, 5% delta versus like a 7% delta up here. Um, but it really just frankly doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, stack if you want, but, you know, if you're not stacking, you're probably getting the best player available. 
And uh, yeah, so even though we're moving from uh, three advancing out of the pods this year or last year to two advancing out of the pods this year, um, you know, if we were to apply that to last year's data, it really wouldn't change the insights that we found, um, again, based on last year's data. So uh, someone build a sim, you know, you got two weeks to figure it out and you can max 150 and win it, win it all if you find something new with that sim. Uh, but, but for now, I really don't think there's, uh, you know, much changing based on, uh, you know, anything really that we've considered or thought about has sort of reinforced my ideas that, you know, you really don't want to be overstacking on teams. You really just want to stick to the 7333 builds. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So DJ, uh, any, any real thoughts there? Or do you want to quickly sort of go around the league with training camp updates before we draft today? My thoughts remain exactly the same, uh, stacking when you can, but it's not drafting it's you know two or three did i lose you uh you may have you froze it might have been me though um but i'm back wait did you did i lose you or did you lose what happened there i don't know i mean i don't know if i lost internet or you lost internet but i was frozen so um... yeah you look frozen. okay but yeah i'll just say it i guess again uh but not as many words it's just uh, stacking isn't the most important thing when you're drafting. It's like second or third. So every pick is a decision tree for me. And if it correlates is not as important as the absolute best player available, it, you know, that's how I do it. It's uh, better to have the, you know, optimized for positions, optimize your draft capital by position, optimize for ADP and taking the best players, which are kind of falling in line. And then correlation is up next. Um, so yeah, I I, I think that this re right. it confirms it. Although maybe, you know, try to get one or two little stacks in there, and I think that's important. But don't go crazy. So yeah, training camp. Also, it's yeah, always a um, DJ problem because Jason Robertson scored two. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, turns out uh, fading the best play on the slate is not a great idea. Um, yeah, the drafters build is. Oops, sorry, DJ. Um, that that question about drafters. Um, you know, without data to back it up, we're sort of guessing. DJ, what has your most common build been? Because I think, given there's 2D scoring, that you should probably be drafting more defensemen than just five. Um, yeah, but I know, been, it could be off base. I can't draft in PA. I've been doing mainly, and actually, if you just heard that noise on the clock right now, uh, but mainly I've been doing eight, seven, three, and then nine, six, three, depending on what I've done. Okay. So not much off, but uh, kind of dependent on how the lobby falls. But I've been definitely yeah. taking defensemen above ADP and trying to get into position where I think six makes sense to go with because there's just so many forwards that are, I mean, like I, the, the last two drafts, I got Jonathan Marchessault with my last pick. There's a ton of depth at forward. Yeah. Defense, on the other hand, I was taking John Klingberg. It just it completely fizzles out um, because yep. people are – you know, so I, I am. I think I think it's more correct, in my opinion, to do eight seven three, but not based on much other than the fact that comparatively to underdog, as you were alluding to, but one more total defenseman is scoring in theory. So, like in you know, an underdog, you have one two, one zero. So only one defenseman at minimum is going to score to potentially two. And, and you have to have two in the other format. So it's 
not exactly the perfect yeah, scenario, um, but it kind of is. Yeah, no, it is. It is because three forwards, two defense would have to score. There is no flex. No, I'm right. Yes. So, yeah, it's just so like, it's, yeah. okay. I think, you know, and again, we, we covered this in a bit more depth, I believe, two episodes ago. It's even timestamped in the uh, in the pod if, if you missed uh, two weeks ago. But, um, you know, I, I think there's just such a priority on D scoring because the drop off at the end of the draft is going to be so extreme. Um, you know, as the NHL becomes more and more uh, one defenseman on per power play unit. Um, which is basically all 32 teams at this point, outside of maybe a couple. Um, you know, you're just going to run out of viable offensive defensemen who can put up, you know, fantasy points in that sort of way um, very quickly. Versus, you know, there's four forwards per team at minimum who are going to get those prime offensive minutes and you know have that upside. Um, and so it's just a math problem as far as like you're starting three forwards and you know two defensemen and one flex. Like, yeah, sure, you're going to get a forward most of the time, um, but think about it toward the end of the draft basically you're saying every you know half of the defensemen in the league that are power play one are going to score in a given week versus i mean geez you're, you're talking what 24 forwards you know 32 if you count the flex like that is one forward per team that is scoring you know there's four forwards per top power play so, so it's just such a math problem that i think just overemphasizes d scoring um, and so without the positional allocation between center and wing as well, it's just they're all in a bucket and they're all really, really good. It's not like underdog where the wing is so weak. And so therefore the center sort of get deprioritized um, because the wing position is weak. Like there's just yeah. so many factors, I think, that make it a D heavy format. Um, and so I think if you're drafting five studs on defense, it's actually OK. Um, you know, maybe it's not all five are total number ones, but like, you know, Five in the first like nine rounds probably might be fine. And, uh, you know, like that's how you could go at 10, five, three. There's a lot more flexibility, I think, on drafters because of just the the size of the contest, the size of the, uh, the, the rosters you're building and the scoring settings. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a fun one, problem. One correction. There is two flex, by the way. I'm sorry. I didn't say that, but. Oh, nice. Okay. Flex. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I was like, wait, I'm wrong about that one. But no, the other thing that I wanted to emphasize is there's no hitting. There is block shots, but also there's power play and shorthanded, well, shorthanded goals. I mean, defensemen very, I mean, it might be a couple a year. Um, power play points though are emphasized and not hitting. So it's like, okay, you can't just like get complete rates monsters and include hitting into that category as well. Like you need guys that are going to mm-hmm. get a lot of ice time. Power play is, is, is being, you know, bumped up a bit. Um, so it, it is kind of affording me to maybe draft a little more, more Fox, get my exposure over there where I know the shooting might not be everything, but the power play points, the points in general, um, you know, it'll kind of all come together. So I'm definitely overemphasizing. And as I start this draft with uh, Matthews, Marner and Dolly, and I'll also mention that I am kind of stacking a little bit more trying to get a, as like as many two stacks as possible, but I'm not forcing it like others. People are absolutely going insane. And yeah, and not only is it a place to draft Bouchard, but he was going undrafted early on. So my first like two or three lobbies, I got him pretty late. And I had someone reach out and be like, you, you came into these lobbies and took all my Bouchard. And I was like, yeah, I was taking him at like, you know, now he's 27th in this lobby. I had him at like 92 and someone was like, you just came in and ruined my plan. Every I'm like, yeah, it's over. I'm here now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun, and, and I really do think that, first off, love underdog. I love the format. I love everything. It's not against them. But I really do think the drafters format is probably like 
my favorite in theory where it's not just like win a pod, go to the next round, win a pod. Like it is cumulative for the whole year, correct? Honestly, yeah. I'm like kind of used to it, but I'm trying to look yeah, at the that's... exact what it says. But yeah, yeah, it just starts and then I'm trying to look at this. There's no playoff theory. There's no playoff theory, but I was kind of wondering what it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's like the, the uh, I don't even understand what you're going for there, you're, but it's like it's the like, regular yeah, season in uh, underdog, like fan, like football. You know? Yeah. But okay. that. That's a good way to put it. I, I was trying to think of something like rotisserie or okay. whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Uh, There's a word for it. I don't, I, I don't think that's the right thing. No one plays it. Yeah, no one plays it anymore, but it used to be like a pretty popular fantasy format where it was just like you scored every week and then the winning team with the highest score. And it just, it just to me, that makes more sense as like the best team actually won. Um, I'm guessing the best team probably didn't win in hockey. It probably won't normally win. It's really hard to like, you know, win three rounds of playoffs. And then it's like, you know, like what's the theoretical optimal and underdog might not matter. Um, yeah. Roto. I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it's called. There's a word for it. I don't know what it is. I'm still yeah, you're, you're asking the wrong people. Um, I've, I've mm. never, I've, I've never played anything like that. Um, I've only ever done like fantasy 12 team leagues type thing. Hey, transition okay. though, drafting Andre Vasilevsky right now. Oh, uh, well, there we go. Let's talk yeah, about it. Let's talk about it. That was the first. That was the first one. Um, yeah. So there was a very ominous quote from John Cooper um, about Andre Vasilevsky, like not being ready to, uh, I don't know. He's been practicing, so I don't really know, but um, basically it was like, Oh, he's like uh, what he's, I don't have the exact quote pulled up, but basically it was just like a shot at the cross the bow of like, Oh, like he might not be ready to start the season. Uh, he's battling injuries apparently that are lingering from last year. Like these are all sort of things that John Cooper hinted at the other day. Um, and so it sort of is very easy um, for me to just sort of move him to the back of the tier until we actually see him in a preseason game. You know, I'm not saying don't draft Vasilevsky. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take him um, if he falls to, like, after pick 30. But right now he's going at pick 26, and he's going right next to Sorokin, Ottinger, Saros, uh, Georgiev, um, and, and Hellebuck is in that range too. Um, so, like, I think it's reasonable to at least have a wait-and-see approach for the next, I don't know, day, two days, three days? Uh, how long until we see him in a preseason game and know he can go the full 60 minutes, you know, like um, so So that's sort of where I'm at on Vasilevsky. Uh, I'm interested if you have a different reading of what he said um, or like you know, if you're just trying to uh, boost your exposure otherwise, you know, the, because I don't know, I'm at 10%, so I'm fine to be, go down to 7 or something if, if, if I'll yeah. um, I mean... if I need to. A, he slipped pretty far past ADP in this draft. Um, so I, I mean, he was like okay. 10. Well, this one, he was like 10 after ADP, and he was on the ice today. Um, mm-hmm. So with the morning skate wrapped up, begin to blah, blah, blah. Vasilevsky is on the ice for regular practice. And then he was working with the goalie coach and the non-game group, and there was video of him just kind of practicing in full. Um, I'll retweet that video okay. right now. Yeah. I'll just say Vasi update. Um, but... Vasilevsky looking like a goalie who is getting ready to participate. He is just out there. I, is it a hundred percent? No. Is it concerning? Absolutely. Like the, I don't, honestly, it feels like Tampa Bay just is a bit dysfunctional right now. Overall, like the Stamco situation feels odd. 
um that quote was weird it was as if maybe he was like saying he didn't even know it was weird um so yeah i i didn't like that either but when i saw vassi at practice today skating around taking shots i felt a lot better okay yeah and, and you know i get that that's fine um you know and i don't think again i'm not saying don't draft him like if if we do a draft right now and he's there you know after georgiev is off the board like sure i'll you know i'll, I'll take him as the back over hellebuck um, if i need a goalie um but yeah, probably not like, ahead of hellebuck i don't know is it right I, yeah I'm, I'm asking the hard hitting questions right now yeah so i mean yeah i don't know i still have zero percent hellebuck so i'll probably just be stubborn and do that you know again i wrote in my newsletter a couple weeks ago why i'm doing it um you know it's it's not really a hard stance it's just like a you know i i kind of want to feel something when i'm drafting and that just feels like an area where if i dig in a little bit i don't think he's the one to murder me um in any case, though, oh, yeah. he's not the only guy that we. there's some uh, uh, major lingering questions about. Um, Logan Couture has basically gone from no updates whatsoever to all of a sudden, like, oh, he's hurt. And all of a sudden uh, today, I think I saw he's week to week, uh, which definitely puts his status for opening night in doubt. Um, you know, for a guy who's going as the last pick off the board, like, it doesn't really matter. Um, but at the same time, he's going as the last pick off the board. There's 28 centers there that you could perfectly easily draft that won't be hurt for opening night. So um, unfortunately I think Logan Couture is kind of an X out until we get confirmation that he's uh, playing. Um, anything else? I know Florida has been an open question, but I don't think we've gotten anything new from those guys um, besides just knowing that Ekblad and Montour are both out until probably November, if not later. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Spencer Knight Knight was in the first preseason game for Florida, which is a really good Mm -hmm. sign, um, just that he's probably going to be back. Uh, Yeah. That was good to see, and I'm not sure if that cuts into a ton of Bobrovsky. I kind of did that coverage in my uh, preview for the the year for them. Um, I think that's the main thing. Oh, uh, Pablo Francois, is it Franco? Why can't I remember Franco? Francois, I think. Francois, there it is. Uh, he's like maybe not going to play this year, and that would put a Noonan as the backup. And I think it just furthers the Georgiev kind of up in that group a little bit more. Um, I've been getting a lot of exposure, and I think it boosts him just even a little bit more. It's kind of like Georgiev maybe level if you think that team is as good as you know the rangers are like i think he's going to play a ridiculous amount of starts um that was one thing i noticed uh yeah, yeah. I think that's um probably the yeah the uh, i think for spencer knight in particular i think the bob like less starts is already priced in honestly because you're talking about a guy whose team is a favorite to make the playoffs um who you know was like, yes, I know Alex Leon or Lyon came in and was like, you know, their guy for the last six games or whatever, and then start the playoffs. But like, let's be real. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't pr- projecting forward. You can't really project that forward. Uh, so Bob going at like pick a hundred, like around Devin Levi um, just seems crazy. Um, unless you're sort of expecting, you know, Spencer Knight to come in and take, you know, 25, 30 starts like off the bat, off the bat. So I think that's priced in. I'm not like avoiding Bob because of Spencer Knight being back. Uh, again, I just think that was sort of assumed by the market. Um, yeah, there was there was a weird uh, Mika Zibanejad situation. 
um, where they were being coy. I think he's back, good to go. So keep an eye on him, though. Um, he had an upper body ailment or something or other that caused him to uh, leave and caused a coach to give like a non-answer when they were like, oh, you know, what happened to him? Um, oh, we had games. DJ, uh, Logan Cooley, yeah. um, are you buying the uh, the Logan Cooley now being drafted because he had a sick goal in uh, Australia? I mean, not really. <laughs> There's okay. just too many good centers at the end of drafts. Like, it really shouldn't come down to that. Uh, yeah, he's not in the first power play right now. It could change because he's really good. Um, but uh, I, I get it. Like, I just think of, like, what's the like the best case scenario is probably Matt Beneers last year. I can't imagine it's much higher on a bad team that yeah, he's that makes sense. I can't have to take over for Schmoltz. That's the only way, the only path. And it's there. I would just be kind of surprised if it happens early enough to where you're gonna actually reap the benefits in a season one contest of this format. Um, another one from games we've watched. Are you buying Klingberg over Morgan Riley? Um, I don't think I'm drafting either on underdog. Um I'm just, um, it really feels like you're not really winning either way. Um, like I, I am a long time John Klingberg truther. So like, I love John Klingberg still. And, you know, like even you, you sort of cut through the shit that last year was and you look at it, he still had an above average shot rate for a defenseman and he still was very good at producing points uh, per 60 minutes. Um, so like, I think there's some juice to, to Klingberg, but I just, I'm usually wrapping up defense before Klingberg goes anyway, like, you know, before the end of the draft. And again, I, I just think there's going to be bounciness. There's going to be back and forth. I just don't think either of those guys are going to be the guy that you needed to have um, this season. Like Morgan Riley had a really good playoff, like blocks uh, hits and shots wise, which has not really been his MO uh, for many regular seasons now. So, you know, maybe there's a new Morgan in town, um, but I just, yeah, I, I really just don't think the uncertainty is something I I feel obligated to buy into. Um, like I'm far more interested in buying into like the Chikrin Sanderson type like power play guys, where like even if they don't get that power play one job, they're still really likely to produce like spike weeks just based on their hits, blocks, and shots involvement. Um, so yeah, like I prefer Klingberg to Morgan Riley if you held a gun to my head, but. Again, I just I don't think there's a real need to draft either guy, to be honest. Um, I guess I'll disagree a little bit there. Like I think they're probably both fine in theory, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely. I don't really know my exposure is on either. I mean, I zero on underdog on Klingberg right now. I just hadn't really gone that far down that rabbit hole yet. I don't really know. Morgan, I've picked up. I'm not unexposed probably, but I haven't really been trying. I don't think. Eh, I guess I have 16 more than I want. Yeah, I have a 6.4% Morgan Riley. So I just, yeah, I don't think uh, I'm boosting that at all. But yeah, I mean, they go around Justin Falk, Rasmus Anderson, Michael Matheson. Um, I think what we saw overseas with Sean Dursey was really um, inspiring, you know, just that they didn't have Alamaki on the top power play to start. They had Sean Dursey there. Um, it's sort of just like, a, you know, a, it was like that little bit of uncertainty of like, ah, shit, like maybe the Sean Dursey thing isn't real because, you know, Valimaki was there last year and all that nonsense. Um, so I think I'm just in on all four of those guys, you know, not to mention Jake Sanderson, um, Jared Spurgeon's been like, like, I 
think I prefer Jared Spurgeon straight up to John Klingberg. Like, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I get it. The, the Klingberg picks it sexy and it correlates with Boston Matthews, who obviously I love. Um, but it just, again, I just don't. I, I, John Klingberg is not burying me this season, so I don't feel the need to take, a, no. you know, a stand on that uncertainty. I think that's, that's probably more than fair, um, yeah. Yeah, one more thing. We have a couple of players, you know, that go really early that we've been monitoring injuries-wise. It does seem like both Jake Gensel and Andrei Svachikov are on schedule to basically, you know, if not start the year, be back in like the first week. Um, so we were keeping an eye on those two guys for like, okay, is this going to be like a couple games or like a couple weeks or like over a month? And so it, for both guys, as of what we know right now, it does seem like they're both on track to either play opening night or to play like within the first week of the regular season. Um, so obviously keep an eye out for further updates. But as of right now, there's really nobody um, that we haven't mentioned in the top, what, 50 or so um, that I'm like uh, all that concerned about, like being available for opening night that we haven't discussed. So with that said, anyone else or should we start drafting? Trying to look through while I'm drafting at the same time. Um, I mean, Vander Kane was up with McDavid uh, to start. That's pretty cool. Um, with Connor Brown. Guy. Connor Brown. Connor Brown. Yes, yes, yes. So just keep it kind of keep that in mind. Although I don't think it's a problem still to draft Hyman. Like if you want to get that exposure, but it is a little bit concerning for sure for your McDavid drafters that, that they aren't glued to the hip right now. Uh, oh, yeah. This is, yeah. Another uh, Coronado watch is definitely on. I think he had a hat trick. If I recall correctly in the first preseason game. And I mean, I would keep an eye on who, where, where they end up slotting yeah. him in um, read, as we go read on. Read my newsletter. I don't care. <laughs> I love Matt, Matt Coronado, but I don't care about the hat trick or, you know, his usage wasn't all that interesting. He was playing with a bunch of bombs. So um, like, I don't, I don't really think there's a reason to draft Coronado based on the first few days of training camp beyond like what I already believe, which is that he'll earn like that top six job. Um, but we haven't really seen much confirming that one way or the other at this point. So, um, yeah, it, you know, I don't think he goes all that often, though. Um, draft, even though. So dra- draft time. Is it draft time? Sure. Let's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in, pop in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pop in. I'm doing two one, drafts. One, two, three, go. Go. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got nine. Oh so it's a full draft. The Red Wings missed the empty net. Uh, nothing. No. I just bet the Red Wings to hit the puck line, and they missed the empty net. Wait, did they hit it? I see. Oh, they missed it again. They missed it again, and that bet's dead. Whoops. Bye, more okay. people. Well, uh, I, I uh, love DJ live sweating. Um, how fun. Okay. Well, uh, in any case, um, yeah, that's. It looks like we got a friends and family draft going. Four people left. Um, so. Get on in there if you want to draft alongside us. Uh, I don't know. Do the people want us to roast the drafts at the end again, or uh, should we just go through a, a standard review? I, I don't know how uh, well-received that roasting was, um, and I don't know how many more inventive um, takes I can have yeah. off of uh, people's garbage teams. Every team's bad except for ours, and that was the correct take. Let me get my exposures. Doing too many things at once right now. Oh, there they are. Fly up by 107. Yeah, 107 complete sounds right. Grab exposures. Let me know if it starts. All right, we got two votes for the roast. Uh, we only got four. Uh, four we, sorry, we still have four left. So um, 
no no immediate rush. I, uh, I will go advertising in Discord. David. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll present. Okay. Yeah, drafters, I have four four picks left. And shared. I think these exposures are right, although the rankings are still wrong, but I, I've given up on that. Yeah, that seems like a worthy thing to give up on. Um, honestly, ADP does feel pretty efficient at this point. Like, I don't... Um, like, I have some problems with where some guys go, but most of my takes are, like, positional uh, versus, like, actual fantasy relevance. So, I don't know. Um, like, yeah, that's that, that's basically my take. So, I don't think you need to go crazy with rankings. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I am drafting. I am not tweeting. I am drafting. Why not I, I, I could be doing both. Oh, I wait. I did tweet too, didn't I? Well, I actually did look at Twitter really quickly just to, just to confirm uh, something. I, I also need to confirm my DFS garbage <laughs> that I absolutely freaking failed on. Uh, you seriously, Buffalo with a heart. Okay, yeah, okay. They won. That, that's worthwhile. They hit the they hit the first leg, Matt. This was going to be a whole thing, and then Detroit didn't hit the second leg, so I was going to do a quote tweet that with a broken heart. Wow. It's it's I all going to come together. There's a I'm method like, to my madness. It, we're waiting on one person. You know it. I would actually prefer them waiting just a little bit longer. Jesus. Glad to know where your priority tonight, DJ. Uh, I want to max drafters, so I had to I had to be in on this action. But you don't need to talk about it, though. Like, uh, how hard is it to draft a team without talking about it? Impossible. Truly impossible. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong. That is actually impossible for you. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, Pavelski might not kill me, but I should have just put Robertson and one shark. Not been an idiot. Okay. All right. I draft build. Build. Give me the 101, baby. All right. All right. I'll take a three. I'll take a three. Slip me in at number eight. Perfectly fine with that. But yeah, while we're drafting, too, I can review my drafters team. This would be great. If you're going to screen share it, go ahead. Um, otherwise, don't care. Wait, wait, can I go tab by tab? Oh, I can. We'll do that. All right. Now, nobody tell DJ when he's on the clock so that he misses, I can, uh, stupid. That he misses some picks. All right. I'm just going to do this. I'm like, oh, no. Ooh, wait. Who did I want? Uh-oh. 15 seconds. I'm not worried. You know what? I'm actually going to do Bobrovsky here. I need a third goalie. But I, I went Sorokin, Vasilevsky, so I was going to take one late, but I'll just I, I'll take Bobrovsky. Why not? Switch back. Who are you going to give me, Wookie? Who are you going to give me? I'll take either. I'm not picky. DJ, you should play. zoom in if you... Uh... Oh, yeah. I'm actually... Like, very zoomed out, I think, for some reason. Yeah, I'm at like 75. What the hell? I do Weird. this too on, on Underdog because you can see your team when you're zoomed out, but you know, just for scratch. Draft is kind of a bit of a like a mess to do on the computer. It's not fun. Um, yeah, this is the build. So I wonder far. if it looks better in dark mode. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think. Eh, definitely yeah. not worse. Back on the clock. <laughs> definitely not. Um, all right. I have Connor. I am, you know, 
in honor of um, honor of tonight's festivities. Yep, let's go. Uh, let's up my three shares of Jason Robertson to four shares of Jason Robertson. Um, just in honor of DJ not playing him tonight and, you know, being a complete donkey fish. The, I, honestly, I, the, so I'll just tell you that because I've kind of hinted at it. I had Brana Robertson and then I thought, this is stupid. I'm just going to put him to Valky. And then I was like, am I really just going to play the exact same lineup every single person is going to play? Did I just, and then finally I, I galaxy brain that I'm going to keep it. Uh, my, my, uh, Pedersen LeBanc with Blackwood. Pedersen LeBanc. Oh, Jacob. Yeah. Jacob Peterson. Okay. Um, Peter Peterson. Yeah. Peter, it's not spelled. Was it my bad? My bad. Um, yeah, yeah. no. So I, and whatever, right? Like if Robertson gets another point, I'm completely dead. If LeBanc scores, I need him to score two. I like. I, I'm probably not going to get. I'm just not going to get there. It's okay. But Blackwood could get me there if he plays the full game because, like, no one did. I think. Yeah. No. I, um, like, no, I think Tampa guy did, but Tampa guy got lit. Uh. Yeah. He he did. Yeah, he got so lit he didn't up. Score he got much. Lit up. No. All right. So I am up at 17. Um, I will get one of either Cal Connor or Willie Nylander. So I'm happy to do that. Um, get out of here with your Timo and Mitch Marner garbage. You're not taking Tage? I'm not taking Tage. I have 6% Tage right now. Um, and right. Goes anyway. I'm, up, I'm, up, I'm up in the other lobby, though, while you're picking. Should I just take Aaron Ekblad? Because Dalim, Petrangelo, Dobson, Dunn, Anderson, and Falk. I no, I just, Ekblad is I... not draftable, IMO. All right. I'll take I, I know there's... Yeah, I mean, I it's like still week to week. It's not the full. It's not the. It's still like week. But to you're week, talking right? about. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who might not score until January, and when he comes back, he's going to be. Uh, like when he comes back, he is literally going to be the power. Like he's going to be the number two. Like Montour is yeah. number one. Yeah. Montour is going to beat him back. So there's. I think um, I took. A I don't know the far interrupters for Arkblad. Yeah, like I don't know how deep pick, the. But... It's like I don't know how it's, deep it's gone. There's, there's goes no one. Defensively. I mean, Spur- like Spurgeon um, is by far the best player on the board there. Wow, the gift that keeps on giving. William Elander, Lo Siento, Wookie, okay. center eligible. <laughs> oh boy, is uh, is that a Tage Thompson dig there? Get these Who? third line center in round two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh no, I think he's thinking Nylander. Nylander, he started on the oh, third line center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is funny. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay, wow. Um, that that's even that's even better. Um, yeah, no, that's um, that that is a very interesting um, like you know I. I I find it very strange that they brought in Ryan O'Reilly and were like, actually, John Tavares cannot play center anymore. Like, just why don't you center Tavares and Nylander and, you know, uh, see what happens. And now this season they're going in like, all right, uh, Willie, you're going to be our third line center. Well, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't buy it for a millisecond. I think if they were going to make Nylander a center, he would be centering John Tavares. So, um, you know, Prove me wrong, but yeah, that's not something I'm worried about. And besides, it's the power play that we really care about. William Nylander can sustain himself um, 
at five on five, like any. Uh, he's like honestly one of the best like players in the league as far as like driving his own offense. So I'm not that worried. He's you know he's got a good team around him. Um, so yeah, not no no fear here. No no Willie, no Willie hesitation uh, whatsoever. I'm not. Yeah, right, I'm not so, that worried. I I ended up going with Ottinger over um, Gensel. Ooh. I was very 50-50 on it. Um, yeah, GA left me the goalie. I thought for sure he was going uh, Georgiev yep. there, but uh, can't I will have to take the. <laughs> oh boy, DJ, you've got the chat. Uh, up, you've yeah. got the chat in shambles with your nonsense. Like, takes. I'm so mad about that freaking game. It makes no sense, honestly. Just absolute garbage. They outshoot the crap out of them. They have a chance at the empty net. The one that the one guy threw it softly down the ice right on net, and it was so soft the defenseman stopped it. And then they missed the second chance. Who cares about DJ so, sets that failed? You're right, Matt. Thank you. Um, I'm so sorry that happened. No, I think you're just stupid for betting on the NHL preseason when you could just play DraftKings. Like, yeah, why do you I, even need to bet I straight, on? I straight. Why do you even need to bet puck lines? Like, what? Like, what are we doing? I'm like a fool. Like, I'm having fun. Okay, I'm having fun. You just, wouldn't understand. Does it make you feel like, something? Like, I honestly am just trying to jump inside the mind of like someone who's yes. playing DFS. Like, what a big like, okay, how do I do? I just want to look at my team. It was just here, and then it went away. <laughs> it's impossible. Okay. I drafted. Oh, boy. oh my god! This is just unusable. Can this go away? Go away. <laughs> okay, so uh, the drafters website getting rave reviews, um, and this isn't even one where I'm like, oh, you know, but, but like, yeah, I, I see this. This is I can't like even that. I can't even click like I click up and it just says okay, up one, down. Then you click down, just yeah. nope, can't see it. Um, my roster's down here though. I guess let's try this button. What does this button do? Oh, it goes to the next team. That makes sense. The plus button does nothing. The minus button does nothing. I'm gonna miss my pick. Okay, how about this? Oh, there it is. Okay. Matthews Marner Tavares. Yep, he went there. He did. And then I took Connor and Ehlers because why not? Correlation will happen. Trust me. I go Petrangelo. Trust me. These two guys who are not correlated and would never never have correlated, uh, they'll correlate now. Trust me. Just a matter of time. Um, yeah. Right. Gensel with no one. That's okay. Who cares? He's gonna start and he got joined the 77th overall. Makes sense. Connect me. The defense is a little bit weak on star power. Not going to sugarcoat it, but Darlene, Petrangelo, Dobson, Dunn, Rasmus Anderson, Justin Falk, and Spurgeon. I mean, that's all power play. One guy's easy money. And then Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky. Talk about your Russian netminders. I, I, as we say every stream, I just can't stop drafting Russians. I don't even mean to do it. Um, I'm about to be back on the clock. Moody went with Johnny Hockey. Any thoughts on yep. uh, why you went with uh, Jonathan Hockey the first? Uh, Gaudreau at wing against Fiala, Panarin, Tuck, Skinner. Um, I just prefer Gaudreau. I think he's um, I think he's the most likely to be the alpha on his team of that group. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have a great season last year, but even then he was still very, very good um, as far as like his rates and everything underlying is concerned. 
And, you know, honestly, I think I'd rather have more um, Goudreau than Fiala when it all comes down to it. All right. Well, back on the clock I am. And I'm going to take Mr. Tuck, who I saw some concerns that he wasn't on the top line, but Zach Benson was. I had someone that was like, what's up with that? And I was like, Benson's not going to be there. Um, Maybe, you know. Yeah, but I mean, why wasn't he top power play today either? Like what? He didn't, like Brett didn't Murray play. is nobody. Tuck didn't oh, yeah, play. Right. He had tightness right. in his okay. leg, and they said they weren't going to do it. And then the coach said, Tuck really okay. wants to go. Well, we decided no, to you're be right. I, yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. I was I was a bit jarred when I saw Murray there. Um, But yeah, you're, you're right. Have I ever not been right? Oh, Matt, you're in first in DFS. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure. What what did happen? Kevin uh, Hayes? Oh, that already happened. I don't I don't think. Oh, you Westwood. Okay. Well, yeah. What? Yeah. The whole thing is all messed up. Freddie Anderson minus yeah. points last time I tracked. I think they fixed it though. Nope, they haven't. It still says he has minus points, which is doesn't seem true. All right, Wookie Kreider. All right, I'll take Evander Kane to get the Leon correlation. So Leon Nylander, Tuck Kane, and Ottinger for me. Matt, when you get back on the clock, I'll pull up the team. Those, yeah, and I don't know if you can just take guys on the same team and claim correlation, but sure, whatever. They are playing together right now. Oh, no, they're not. Wait, you're right. They're not. I just said to start the show, Kane's with McDavid. Like, they almost never have historically as well. It's yeah, like, I uh, I so used to drafting like, McDavid, unless they're both with just, McDavid, I guess mentally did that. Um, sure, hmm. oh, whatever. Yeah, but, I, I mean, again, I. That's not the reason I would take Vander Kane, but Vander Kane for the rates he puts up and for the scores he can produce, like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine taking him on a team with Dry Seidel. Um, you know, I have no qualms about it. I just wouldn't uh, weave my hand at it and say, oh, well, it's correlation. Like, I just think, oh, yeah, this that was is a that, really yeah, good rates yeah. player. Definitely, All right, definitely um, not. Running back to hits, Muir Heiskanen. Oh, my you know, God. Take Jason Robertson. I suppose this is a time where you gotta um, where you gotta take Miro um, twenty spots after Bouchard goes. I want to say Bouchard went before me in the fourth round. Yeah, Bouchard went at forty. So okay, fine. Sixteen spots after Bouchard. That sounds about right for Miro Heiskin, and I'll pull the trigger. Um, and yes, I- I'm sorry, Sean. I don't mean to dis- disparage people who bet on the NHL. I disparage people who play DFS, talk all about DFS throughout this entire show and start complaining about their bets in addition to DFS while we're talking about a different form of gambling on hockey. Like this man just has an affliction. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just a tough scene out here being on a show with DJ. Um, Some people call today, it being a apparently. five tool better. Um, smart people call it that they're like, this guy's five tool better. He can do everything. He covers all his bases. Uh, he doesn't miss a beat. That's what most people say. So I've been told. Um, sure. Just leave the comment and just say alpha DJ or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth. Um, I'm already saying what I've been hearing around, you know, the streets. Uh, but yeah, whatever you want to put, just, you know, I, I think five tool better is the right way. Um, no one's, no one else is doing it. No one is giving you preseason hockey bets. All the news, uh, underdog, drafters. I mean, what else? I mean, what else could you want? I can't even imagine. I think you punched your mic and kind of broke it. And that's very funny to me. 
I know. I, you I like faded out pretty heavily. That's weird. I hit like the the bar. Stop doing that like because a, when you do that, it just fades your voice out. See, this is the setup yeah. now. This is the light. Yes, yeah, I, I understand yeah. what happened. I'm just again commenting on the fact that you're out here uh, punching stuff, and it just makes your it just makes an already awesome stream even more unwatchable for for the viewers. Um, this is a perfect stream. We're having fun. Uh, GA, have I buried? I haven't. Haven't I buried Miro? I mean, you did. That is why I have whatever. Uh, I mean, I can. Actually, I can't pull it up. Um, I think I had like three percent Miro at this point. So, like, yeah, I, I'm not that big a fan of Miro Heiskanen as a fantasy player. Um, but I wrote about the path to his upside in uh, in my fades article. So obviously, I was fading Miro. But like, you know, when you consider the fact that he has a very similar statistical profile to Rasmus Dahlin before last season, you know, minus a few uh, hits and blocks. But what Dalin did was he went from a below average shooter to an above average shooter. Um, and not only did he start taking more shots, but he started taking more dangerous shots. He started creating shots for himself. And that was really what elevated Dalin's game to the next level. Uh, Heiskanen has said the right things in that regard. Um, again, the, 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 the beat reporter, um, I'm not sure which one basically put out like a full in-depth thing about like, you know, what he talks about needing to do. And it sounded like music to my ears as far as like he knows he needs to be more patient with the puck. He needs to make shots for himself and improve his shot, quite frankly. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm not totally fading Miro Heiskanen, um, you know, and when I have Jason Robertson, like, of course, that's going to be a good spot to, you know, tack on a Miro. But I'll probably be underweight, you know, uh, under eight and a half percent when it's all said and done. I just, uh, you know, I'm not that take locked i guess yet all right um boy 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 this is really trying to bait me into taking my second barkov share but i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna take ehlers because everyone's seemingly all of a sudden fading by my boy this is finally the year it comes together he's back on the ice they said he wasn't gonna play in the next preseason game but he's definitely ready i'm not afraid i'm not afraid this is the year of Nikolai Ehlers. I'm, uh, last I'm holding year, the football the, for you, Charlie Brown. Well, I mean, last year he was going like 30th. I it, uh, Actually, you have the, you probably have it up right now. He was going real freaking early, and he absolutely did not get there. But this is the year. He's going to play 80 games. This is a ploy for you to make me miss my pick. I will be so salty. All right, you're up in three. Um, let's oh, see. You're up in two. Uh, let's see. Ehlers... Dealer's ADP last year was 47. Um, He went between Mm -hmm. 22 and 72 as like his range. So yeah, his last drafted spot last year was about where you got him. So yes, there is a bit of a discount, but it's another year. um, It's just another year of him not doing much. And yeah. I think they're being ultra cautious with him. I think he's fine. He skated. They just said they, after the practice, he's not going to play on Wednesday or whatever, Thursday, whatever it was, but he'll be back. Um, yeah, I, I'm not worried. These are hockey players. They, they'll play. Uh, we do not condone violence on this show. Um, you know, I, I am in favor of an NHL with no physical contacts. I don't want my darlings getting hurt. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's out, of the, out of the picture. 
All right. I have very little Drake Batherson, but we're in a very weak uh, wing range, and the centers here are not enticing to me. I, I really don't want to stack hints with Robertson, so I will take Drake Batherson. Uh, sorry, I don't want to stack hints with Robertson and Miro. Um, like, obviously, I get that those three all are all correlated over the course of a season, but I think I'd rather have more outs to uh, producing a weekly score at center than just saying, oh, well, if my set, if my wing and my D are scoring really highly, also, I want my center to score really highly. Like, I think I'd rather just take three centers that aren't correlated to that and hope that, uh, you know, I get spike weeks throughout the year versus a player who I just don't think is a great value at ADP and Rupe Hens. So, um, yeah, Billy, if you like betting on NHL, I'm not sure if this has been addressed yet, but uh, just follow DJ. He, he does all sorts of bets. Um, I'm not really interested in, like, I bet on the Australia games. Um, you know, I was just looking through the, you know, I bet the over in both games and, you know, so I split it. So I lost like a little bit of money because of that. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I'm only interested in fantasy and betting player stuff. I don't really care about the team level outcomes. I'm not trying to predict those nearly as much as I am um, using the Vegas, you know, odds to try and project like player performances. I just find that much more uh, enjoyable for me personally. That's fair. Yeah. What um, is uh? What did your team look like at this point, DJ? Dry Seidel, Nylander, Tuck, Kane, Ehlers, and then I went with Ottinger, Skinner. Just gonna go kind of alpha goalie. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought that'd be that'd be a fun time. I am. I am about to hit the clock with uh, Stamkos at center, Robertson and Miro paired, Kyle Connor, Johnny Gaudreau, Drake Batherson, so four wings, and my one goalie in uh, Georgiev. So I'm probably looking at a defender here based on the range that we're in. Um, let's see. I could take Big Val. I really like Val and Bushnevich, honestly, at ADP, um, but I Mm. yeah getting Sergachev a few spots after ADP does some kind of nice um so I do think I want to be around the field on Sergachev um versus right now I'm at 20% John Carlson and you know I I like John Carlson a lot um but I am you know, I am aware that Sergeyev does sort of profile as a very good uh, rates monster if he does get power play one time. So just sort of making that bet on the season, um, you know, is one that I'm willing to make when he still goes 15 spots after Headman. Yeah, yeah, you can, oh yeah, like and subscribe is is probably the correct the correct thing to say right now as well. But yeah, given all the goods, there'll be more. I'm posting all my season preview videos right now on YouTube as well. I'm going to, as soon as we're done with this, to Minnesota. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be out tomorrow. So we're we're halfway there in GA, I think. No, actually, I didn't even look at the graphics yet. I'm going to pull those up. I think the Wild, I, I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I haven't really thought. Matt, what do you think about the Wild next year? Um, What do I think about the Wild? I think Marco Rossi is going to take the next step to be an NHL center. Hmm. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, well, unless you want me to talk about Adam Beckman, um, who's okay. apparently not going to be playing for the Minnesota Wild because the Iowa Wild already announced an Adam Beckman bobblehead night um, at one of their games. Um, Ty so is electric. I'm, I'm a little salty AHL. about that. 
I'm pretty sure I looked it up and he was either first or second in shots per game in the AHL last year. It's like cool. He's so good. He's so, so good. much fun. I was yeah, really I, tempting to play him tonight in uh in fantasy in uh in whatever the hell we're doing. Let's see. Yeah, no, anyways, Wedge, he has an assist, Wedge, but he has one shot yeah. on goal. So Wedgewood's still going, by the way. No, oh, nice. He's gonna okay. he's going all the way. I I capitulated almost to Wedgwood because yeah. I watched his interview and he kind of made it seem like he might be doing it. And uh I st- I stayed the course. Yeah, the uh yeah, the boar saying that with Wedgwood's injuries and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, just uh you gotta be grinding the the coach speak um for DFS, not necessarily for um you know, not necessarily for underdog stuff. Like, I don't really care what he says about the line combinations or whatever, but um, I think for DFS, that is pretty worthwhile and why I enjoy the NHL preseason so much because, like, you know, the only constraint is your imagination. Like, you can play whoever you want. Yep, and I did that tonight. And if I just kept – I just should have kept Robertson and just done Robertson and LeBanc and not overthought it. Um and I think I'd be in quite the spot. But if LeBanc goes for a hat trick, who's to say? Uh, indeed. So, all right. I am about to hit the clock in an interesting situation because it looks like a center and D, you know, just a graveyard out here. Like, there's just all these guys left. Um, Wing has really dried up. Um, like, honestly, we're looking at Bertuzzi, Ben, Arvidsson, and Taylor Hall at the wing position versus RNH, Aho, Larkin, Kairu, Kempi at the center position. Um, so it feels really bad, but I'm going to grab some John Gibson here at pick 115 or whatever, like his ADP 115 at 104. Um, picking between Anderson, Huso, and Gibson, like, yeah, I maybe prefer Huso, but. Like, eh. um, yeah, yeah I'm very much, and I need a second goalie. I was really considering taking RNH and just doing the truly non correlated tricycle king RNH, but then I I feel like that's legitimately taking three guys that are just not playing together just to do it. Or was RNH on that? Yeah, I can't remember now. Was RNH with Dreisaitl? I mean, he'll be on the power. Well, he was playing yeah. with Dreisaitl and Hyman, yeah, but I mean. It's yeah, one yeah. game. We don't really. I'm not. I'm not reading into that whatsoever. There he goes. Anyways, uh, thank you for not making me do that. Damn. Okay. Um. Just I checked in on drafters quickly because I have two more that are not yet or have yet to start, and it's at nine twenty six of a thousand. Wowzers. Very nice. We'll be up till midnight finishing my 30. That'll be 27.28 for a slow. I mean, I have a million slows going. I just had to. Just had no choice. Okay, so it looks like I may have jumped the shark by taking Sergachev in uh, the seventh round or whatever it was because now the top, what, six of the top 12 or something are defensemen in terms of ADP. Um, because I'm really not comfortable closing up my D position, I am going to punt wing for a little bit longer and uh, wrap up my goalie position with Carter Hart. Um, Over who's Carter that? Hart fits my fits my goalie room, I think. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, Detroit so. plays only. Th- so again, this is all like 
probably, you know, overthinking it for sure. But just looking at the playoff schedules, um, as far as like how many games started in a given week, which by the way is pinned in the Morning Skate Pod Discord. Um, if you want that handy, you know, I'm only using it for goalies, but theoretically you could build it, you know, build it out for centers and defense and stuff too. Uh, in any case, with Gibson and Gurgiev on my roster, um, one of the weeks that's weak for them, you know, there were they're both on teams with the lowest number of games played in the week. Uh, Hart had, you know, an extra game that week, and Huso didn't have the extra game that week. So, again, it's all just I'm trying to get three starting goalies on these teams. I don't really care who, um, you know, just guys that I'm comfortable with being the one or 1A late in drafts. Um, and I think Hart is almost certainly the one with a bullet. So um, I'll probably be getting uh, him some more. Wow. Um, all of the defensemen get to me. I yeah, honestly like have considering. I think you're in a good position. Yeah. With missing time. I think I'm just going to go with Peter Angelo. Um, yeah. I'm going to do it. I have a lot of them already, but the rates are really good. The power play one projection I think Morrissey and Pietrangelo kind of solidify skipping D for as long as I did. There goes Montour. Um, like, I mean, I think Montour could be back in November. Like, I, I don't think that that's that crazy to think. So it's fine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. Um, I got the one five two two. I've gotten a lot of Aiden Hill already. I don't really love it, honestly. Again, Logan Thompson is back. He started. Um, the first preseason game and seemed fine. I don't know if he'll be, you know, stealing too many starts, but I'm starting to think that that, that, that could be a little bit, uh, a little bit worse than I imagined. So yeah, it's, I'm going to, um, it's, it's weird that they gave him five by five or sorry, not five by five. They gave him five mil three. for what? Three, three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna that's just a grab. lot of money to, to, to pay um I could, so yeah, i think I they're going goalie, to but... play hill yeah but again that that's a guy that i'm very low on as well both hill and thompson even though i think vegas will be very good again i have five total shares of those guys just because i think it's more than likely that you know the max goalie there sees 45 starts and that's just not something i want to buy into when i believe there's goalies out there that are going to get 55 starts on across the league so i think we're about you know, if Gerbauer is good, he will get those starts. And he played yep. really well in the playoffs. He got them in. Um, I'm willing to bet on him here. And Ottinger, Skinner, and Grubauer are all 55 start plus. I mean, Ottinger yes. with a bullet and then Skinner very likely. So I feel really good about my goalie room. Defense, like I said, kind of came together. And I still only have dry sidle, but I'm not that worried about it. Um, I never really noticed anyone other. I think this guy, yeah, he took his fourth center there, but I haven't noticed much in the way of overdrafting centers in this room. So I kind of feel good about them you know, more slipping uh, as we go through. If people just don't want to grab their last guy. Um, kind of my theory as to have weight. And I think you're up next. I just picked. Oh, yes, reach for Bester. Like, I mean, yeah, wing is picked over. I'm really not excited to draft Jamie Ben ever. So I'm just avoiding uh, Lucas Raymond. Um, like, yeah, at ADP, like I'm fine taking Lucas Raymond, but I already have like 8% of him. And I honestly don't think I want to be over the field at a uh, low hundreds ADP. Like I was fine. He was going in like the 15th round or uh, whatever to start, but I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not getting great vibes out of Detroit camp with a, 
with him. Um, I think the Brink gets basically taken his role, um, which is a bit unfortunate um, for, for his ADP. But again, I just want to see a little more before I go back in on the Raymond streets, given I'm already at the field, uh, matching the field of my exposure. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I feel over... pretty good about Besser just being a yeah. quality NHL producer at Wang, uh, which <laughs> it's tough to come by in, uh, in these streets. These streets be they do be dripping. Um, yeah, so yeah, about number one center in Nashville being O'Reilly, he's still just not viable in this format with him not shooting the puck. Um, I'm not really worried about that. I think it's, I honestly like, I think Nashville could be better than expected, and I think they'll be fun. Um, they have Burnett at coach now. I'm excited about that. Yeah, remember what yeah. he did in Florida? Like, I'm optimistic that they'll wheel and deal, and they'll just hope Saros can bail them out, but. I don't think that's going to make Riley viable at center. Um, O'Reilly. Yeah, and despite his despite his defensive reputation, he offers nothing by way of hits and blocks either. So, like, you're just getting nothing out of him. Um, and honestly, I think what that mostly does is it takes a lot of the shine off of like you know super flyers such as like Tommy Novak and uh, like even Yuso Parson and what was there in smashing at some points last year. Um. So, yeah, I just think Nashville's a pretty easy stay away outside of UFC Forsberg Saros. Like, just this format won't really reward you for being right, and I just don't see the need to take on the significant risk that all those players um, offer up. All right. Fair enough. Jamie Ben on this team with Miro and Jason Robertson, 20 spots after ADP. <sighs> Versus the alternatives of Brian Rust, Anders Lee, Riley Smith, like Christ, like this guy's got to be on the top unit for a little bit longer. God, that hurts me. But um, you know, at some point, you just gotta, you just gotta bite the bullet, stop the slide. The next drafters lobby is full. We're gonna hit twenty-eight. How fun! <laughs> Oh boy. Great. Don't don't talk about don't talk. Mark was right there and oh, no. you are a fraud. Rule oh, no. stories. I, am, all I mean around. I am a stacker. I am stacking Dallas here. Um you, you will note that uh well actually I didn't even realize I had Sergachev and Stamkos. Um that didn't even cross my mind for a millisecond when I grabbed Sergachev off the board. Okay, yeah, I am a stacker, I guess. Um I think Stamkos and Sergachev can certainly get there independently of one another. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Um, yeah, Dallas is definitely a stack. Like Jamie Ben going 20 spots after ADP. Like, feels like if I'm going to take him, this has to be the spot that I take him. Because, like, you know, if he has a great season, I think it's because Robertson is paying off a top 10 wing ADP. It's because Mira Heiskanen, you know, continues to be the elite point producer that he was last year, especially down the stretch. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm a stacker. Like, uh, just just call me what it is. Call me for what it is. Um, but the rest of my build really isn't uh, with stacking in mind. Like, I'm not grabbing Joe Pavelski because, you know, of that. Um, Fat Mark, maybe maybe before yesterday, I would have considered him. I'm at 6% Shifley. Um, but, you know, after yesterday's debacle where I played a... Mark Shifley over uh, our Lord and Savior Ryan Johansson on the NHL showdown slate. Um, 
or sorry, the NHL preseason slate. Um, it's just not happening tonight. I'm sorry, Mark. Um, it's not happening for you there. Yeah, I was honestly, I was very 50 50. And I was like, am I really going to take a third guy that like doesn't actually correlate with Ehlers? You know, I was just like, screw it. I really want more Erickson Eck. I have 11% that mark and very little Erickson Eck. And I think that, you know, rates wise, I'm pretty sure Erickson Eck kind of rocks. Um, I don't know about hits, I guess. I can't do that now. Uh, he had 119 last year, 138 yeah. the year before. So a touch over, yeah. what, one and a half per game or so? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a great shot producer. All right. I'm just, I'm just going to take Darnell Nurse and just do it, though. I'm just yeah. going to say Leon. And yeah, it, it's at this point, it's gone too far. Um, for yeah, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to take Posture um, in the other draft at six. It's wheeling and dealing right now. Where are you going to watch someone draft two different teams at the same time on two different websites for hockey? Good luck. That's what I'd say. Good luck finding it. Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. You're right. All right, Matt, I'm going to let you make my next pick. I'm about to be up. I've already taken Pasternak. Kaprizov or Kucherov? It's Kaprizov, right? Just take Kaprizov. Kucherov. Really? I love Kucherov. I think Kucherov. Um, I would take Kucherov up the, the, the. Honestly, I was considering Kucherov where I drafted Robertson. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, it, I've, I mean, and I think my last time I. Oh, you're on the clock. I'm sorry. What were you saying? That mark? Uh, no. I'll I'll wrap it up with uh, Justin Falk. I just I think Falk is a smash at ADP. Um, you know, I don't think Tori Krug is going to come in and be the power play one guy this year. Um, just after the the awkwardness that was the offseason, his injury coming in. Um, and Falk offers, you know, like stat stuffing uh category type scoring as well. Like you're not um, you know, you're not just relying on points with Justin Falk. So I think with some power play upside at pick 150, um, that that's a great, great selection by me. Well, great job. And a high scored slate which was already over for me is super over tough yep. noodles. Mackenzie Blackwood. I had a dream and he, and he failed it. You try to get cute. You get punched right in the mouth. Do you know who scored? Do I know was who scored? Frank the tank? Probably. I didn't even look as soon as I saw Anaheim scored. I just got rid of it from my, from my livelihood. Um, it still doesn't say. Maybe it was Olin yeah. Zellweger, the uh, god himself. I'm on the clock. And one up, it was Leeson. Brett Leeson, former capital. So Koshinok, Kucherov, and Eric Carlson start over on drafters. I was going to take Darlene, and he went right before me. All right. Is the NSP uh, is is the chat just trolling me here by leaving Joe Pavelski and just trying to entice me to take him as one of my uh, closing centers because it's working. I mean, like, I mean, you see what's going on here, people. Like, if you're gonna give me Dallas Stars twenty spots after ADP, like I'm. I'm going to take it. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, I love Joe Pavelski more than like uh, Lindholm or Reinhardt or Natchez, but like, I like, like, look, like, look, it's, it's there. Like, it, yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, so sometimes you just got to tell the people that stacking doesn't work. Invent a bunch of data that shows stacking really not mattering as far as your success rates. And then just stack the hell out of uh, contests to really, it's not so much to mislead you all, it's to confuse you all so that when you're drafting, you have no idea what to do. And then you wind up doing things like taking uh, Phoenix Copley in the first round. And, uh, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, Frederick, I think, went in the first round of someone's draft earlier today that I saw. Um, but yeah, just I'm grabbing. God, just stack that bitch up. Thank you. Thank you. I love the excitement. That's, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give the people what they want. And if that's stacked, perfect teams, well, I'm your guy. Now do I draft Wedgwood to really cap off the uh, cap off the Dallas seem, vibes? Seem pretty good. Um, you know what? I'm going to get weird with my last winger pick. I'm not going to go right down Main Street. I think I might just take Reinhardt, honestly. Did Reinhardt make the most sense here? I don't really care about stacking, I guess. Um, I mean, Zegra stack, but whatever. I'm going to go Reinhardt. Don't, I want to I draft it. There it is. There it goes. All right. Last pick will be a wing for me. And Saros. So my start. Oh, okay. I went through. Posternock, Kucherov, Ovechkin, Saros, Eric Carlson on the other side. So uh, could be a couple goals there. Really took Kadri. Um, I'm really like last round Kadri is really enticing to me. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I hadn't I really dug into. Uh, GA made me laugh. Um, I'm really, uh, I haven't really dig, dug into like last year's rates. Um, you know, I, I like I just sort of know where each player fits in, like uh, internally. Um, but you know, lost in sort of the sauce of just the awfulness that was last year's Calgary team. Uh, in his first year of the team, Nazem Kadri was somewhere in the top 20 or 25 in I-Core per 60. Um, like he was just uh, dominant on the puck, you know, shooting, uh, you know, so that was uh, fun to see. All right. Uh, I'm up here. Um, Zellweger scored. <laughs> that dude is so good. Um, I think the Jimmy yep. Drysdale train is uh, is, is being, being derailed by Owen Zellweger, who is otherworldly. All right. I grabbed Vinny Trocheck as my third center. Um, Amazing there's... to watch this late. Uh, ooh, should I have taken Wyatt Johnston there? I should have taken Wyatt Johnston there to really troll the people. Um, you're, you're trolling yourself. Again, I know what I'm doing. It's to confuse everybody else. Yeah, I kind of like my build here. I mean, I'm obviously going to finish with a winger, uh, eleven picks away. But, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look around. I, I have a few names in mind. I'm not worried. GA. Um, I'm naming this team. I hope Moods wins with Dallas stack. I mean, I hope I, I win I had, too. That is had that pulled up something we can there. agree on. Okay, good. But there it is again for you. Thank you. Thank you. And just, then we had the Blackwood on the screen. Yeah, Blackwood is dust. Complete and total dust. Not great. Oh my God. This drafters lobby is a fucking torture. What the hell? Every defenseman. Am I just taking Victor Hedman? I cannot believe that guy took Morrissey. 
All right. Who's your last pick, Matt? I have no idea. Good. I'm taking Zergishev. Um, yeah, like we know Wing is entirely picked over at this point. Um, could take Blake Wheeler to go with Vinny Trocheck um, for, for the fans. That would be a fun one. Um, this Vancouver stuff with both Besser and Kuzmenko on the power play comes at the direct expense of Anthony Bavillier, who's been a very common uh, last-round pick of mine. Um, I'm just going to click a name that, you know, I, I don't have high hopes that this player cracks my roster all that often. Um, but Yuri Slavkovsky, like, you know, the first round pick or first overall pick last year, like should be healthy. looks back. Um, I don't know. I've sort of been digging around like this Lefkowski, Brendan Gallagher type stuff. And I think there's at least one person there who could be a really dominant force as far as like not just shots and you know like production um but I, like i think the harvey pinard experiments over so like there might be a power play job open for someone like slavkovsky or gallagher um we'll see i'll dig into it some more but um i i, I do think there's some montreal stuff beyond just the suzuki caulfield um that is interesting uh kirby Doc is a center, so he's not really in play. Um, but there guys like Gallagher yeah. and Slavkovsky, I think, are you know at least decent. So I'll take my first Slavkovsky share here. I'm not going to take JT Comper, but I just noticed he's a winger and not a center. Yep. Didn't, didn't see that before. Hmm. You don't say. You just don't say. All right. What defenseman's left? We Uyghur, there's a good one. All right, I'm gonna take Tanner Janelle. I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna believe in the Janelle train. The hits are coming. He's gonna have 25. Up on board. I'm on. I just jumping in. Um, yeah, I don't hate this team. I don't hate it. Um, no, I want to look at it. I want to go back. I want to stomp. Where did? Why did it kick me out? Is it still going? Yeah, it's still going. Why did it? What? Okay. No, it's completed. I didn't click it. So it, yeah, yeah, it closes out when it's completed. Okay. Welcome to the desktop, DJ. I want the, I'm, I normally, I, I wanted this, you see. Oh, it didn't pull up. What is going on? We're having a good show. Oh, the computer's just being annoying. I want, and I'm on the clock in drafters. Okay, this is what we want to share. <laughs> I'm up next. Uh, okay. I'm going to zoom in a little bit, and Matt, you're going to do the first team while I make my pick. Okay, I guess. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, so I Like Kitties shows up, um, gets to 101, last pick in, or sorry, last team in, first pick on the board. Um, Very quickly has to take goalies in uh, Darcy Kemper, Jordan Bennington, and Sam Montembeau, who between them uh, might win 30 games this year. Um. So, you know, an interesting start with Connor McDavid and Elias Pettersson, you know, one, two, like, okay, alpha center. Um, but Zach Hyman as your first wing, Artemi Panarin as your third wing, Tyler Toffoli, Andre Kuzmenko, uh, Jacob Vrana, and Max Pacioretty. Like, woof, boy, there's a there's a little bit of low T there as far as, like, you know, who's the guy who's going to get you, I don't know, one hit 
like anyone one hit anyone nope nope can't find it all right so zach hyman's gonna have to pull a lot of weight here and uh it'll be very uh normal for zach hyman given it looks like he'll be pulling around the carcass of leon dreisaitl this season instead of the uh great spot of being with Connor mcdavid so um yeah there, there's i like kitties for you um elite name of course you know you can't roast that it's the perfect underdog name and i'm perfectly jealous every time i look at it um so dj why don't you roast wookie for us i mean oh, i'm sorry are you still on the clock and you know no, do you need no. the draft okay no okay. I'm good. just making wookie sure really... this show works for you because you know you're not working for us and the audience you're like we're working for you are you finished Wookie's team, uh, honestly, I you know, I like the start. I don't know why you're going to reach for Sveshnikov when Jake Gensel's right there. You could take either of the two potentially injured guys to start the season. Um, Sveshnikov, well above ADP as he's slipping, very sharp. Um, Eric Carlson, because, you know, got to gotta get the guy that's going to regress to the mean without anyone correlated to him. Um, went on to get, take Kreider, no complaints there, but then Jonathan Huberdeau, completely undraftable at 71 to make sure that you absolutely lock in 40 assists and 10 goals. And then I'm not even going to roast too much of his team here. I mean, we, we, we have Sorokin, Sobanacek, whatever, but you needed a third goalie. You know, let's just skip everyone else. You got Hagel, Malkin, Theodore, Riley, Dunn. Okay, Nate Chosburkowski. You drafted Mackenzie Blackwood. Have you checked McKen- the score, DJ? Is it 3 nothing now? It's three nothing now. Mackenzie Blackwood cannot stop the San Diego Seagulls, and you drafted Mackenzie Blackwood with your last pick. I'm I don't even know if I want to roast another team. We can't top that. That is McKenzie that is the troll Blackwood. of all trolls, and I really do oh, appreciate Wookie for trolling DJ in this way. My night. Congratulations to him and to him alone. Now I'm going to draft Forsberg in the other lobby. And then I guess I'll go awesome. over my own team. Did we roast our own teams last time, right? We did last time. Um, so do you want to roast my team? You, or do you want, what do you want? I mean, I will take the honors if, if you're, if you're offering roast my team. All right. So, you know, you, you load in a lobby and you don't get the influence of one-on-one. And you just completely panic um, by taking Leon Dreisaitl at three. I mean, this dude, this dude sucks. He's not going to play with Connor McDavid, dude. Like, I mean, uh, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You, you, I don't know. Maybe you just got to take Devin Levi there and just lock in the Sabres number one goalie. Um, but you know, after that, I think you recovered grabbing William Nylander, the third line center. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't steal that. That was probably the best roast that we have of the entire show and i didn't even get it for the first five minutes so maybe that's a roast on myself i don't know um but jake Gondringle, Stuart skinner and philip grubauer you know perfectly fine no, nothing to complain about here um after william nylander though you take alex tuck um who you know we talked about uh, he's already hurt like you know this this guy's paper mache um, but you know, that, to, not to be not to be concerned. You grabbed Evander Kane, Nick Ehlers, and then later on Anthony Duclair and Tanner Janot, all guys with an illustrious history of staying perfectly healthy within the last I don't know calendar year and a half. Um, so you know, a great outlook there. Um, Troy Terry doesn't even have a center. Uh, Zegras is currently holding out for more money or any money at all. I guess is how that works. Um, so a contract without a center. You know, Troy Terry trying to pass the puck to himself. 
uh, might be in a world of hurt here. And then finally at defense, you know, you get some good values in Josh Morrissey and Darnell Nurse. Um, and then you grab Alex Petrangelo under the guise of him being on the first power play, which, um, yeah, I'm not sure what planet you're living on, but I don't think yeah. it's this one. So it's a fine team, but uh, I, I, not the wing, not the wing pool for me. Darnell Nurse is not on the first power play. I got him 25 after ADP. So that's no, no, no. You said well, you said Alex Petrangelo was on the first power play. Oh, because he is. Okay, you're right. You're just being a loser. Okay, uh, Billy Jones, who I'm sure uh, you know. Honestly, the only thing I'm gonna just right off the bat, one winger in the first six rounds. Is, is an interesting take from what we've learned, but you know what? When you have Nathan McKinnon, Chesterkin, and Jake Gensel, you know, it's really, you know, it's, it's a good start. I, I gotta say, Dougie Hamilton, Braden Point, and Moritz Sider seem a little bit excessive with the beginning of McKinnon uh, going double defenseman. Um, I think you recover with the 3 7 3 3, but boy, I'm guessing when the winger avalanche room. It probably doesn't get there all the way while I draft your Dowdy. Um, Owen Tippett, Devin Levi. So, you know, you do have the two best goalies in the world, at least. That's a good start. I got to say, you're winning goalie in this lobby. Uh, that's great to hear because you have a, a literal Jedi and the best goalie in the league. Good. Uh, a winger rampage of Zuccarello, Lekkanen, Tom Wilson. Again, perfect pick there. Brian Rust and Ryan Hartman um, to completely lose at the winger position to everyone else that's going to draft after you. And I mean, clearly me as well, who is a perfect drafter. Finishing off with yeah, um, I mean, Schmid. So you get three starting goalies. That's good. Um, but never going to score when you already have Devin Levi. So you might as well stop it too. Dawson Kadri to fig, uh, finish a winger room that or a center room that probably didn't need a third center. And Mackenzie Weger, which... I would have gone winger myself for sure because you already locked up Dougie and Cider. I would have just stopped right there. Matt? Yeah. Um, anytime you can get Hartman and Zugrell without Kaprizov, you know, you just got to do it. Those guys are very self-sustaining offensive weapons. Um, all right, let's move on to drill here. Um, we have our first entrant into the uh, I don't know how centers work uh, sweepstakes with Matthew Kachuk in the first round. Um, but later on, he grabs Sidney Crosby at 44. You know, a good value. Uh, Jack Eichel at 68. Okay, yeah, good value. Oh, wow. Alex Barkov fell to me at 77. Oh, okay, good value. Oh, Adrian Kempe at 125. Yeah, that's pretty good value too. Oh, look at that. You got four centers. Um, not a lot of wing help after Matthew Kachuk. You get Brad Marchand, uh, who was officially the captain. I think I already made a joke about him licking people last time. So uh, maybe he'll headbutt someone uh, for you on this team and get some fantasy points that way. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and Mark Stone, who are far more likely to wind up on the season-ending injured reserve than they are uh, the winning Best Puck Classic team. Uh, Anders Lee and Jonathan Juin, who are more likely to wind up on a uh, milk carton because they they have gone missing during the regular season uh, than they are to wind up on the uh, league winner. So outside of that, though, you get UC Saros and that, uh, you know, you figure you're good until you get two backups in Logan Thompson and Marc-Andre Fleury. So, you know, just, just, you know, drills out here vibing. Uh, We appreciate drill joining our draft, um, but maybe next time, like, you know, listen to any one of our shows we've done before you draft next time, please. And thank you. Okay, that brings up MK Berg. Pasternak Timo start because he really, really, really wanted to piss off Matt with taking Timo Mayer instead of William Nylander third center. 
on the Maple Leafs, but thank you for letting him get to me. Vasilevsky, not afraid of the injury at all. Um, love to see it, as I, I probably saved him by getting a well up for ADP Vasilevsky, uh, who practiced in pole. So actually probably sharp, because you listen to a smart person. Um, because of Benjet, why is it turning into me just like patting myself on the back instead of roasting someone? I guess I guess that's just when you're the fault leader, it happens. Um, Patrick Laine, Travis Konechny, I'm trying to find something good to roast here. I guess Nico Kishier is a bit of a question mark for me in a winger, winger avalanche room, getting the um, correlate, I guess getting the correlation with Timo Mayer at the cost of uh, having a chance to win winger. I'm having a tough time finding anything to really roast. This is a pretty solid team. Jake DeBrusque, not power play one. I guess if you're already building a not power play one team with Timo Mayer, you might as well add Jake DeBrusque to the mix. Smart to make sure you're getting as much power play two as possible. Saves himself. Billy Huso, you know, if you get it, you get, gotta get a sub 900 goalie to go with Vasilevsky, who's be playing through injuries. Again, another power play two defenseman in Chris Letang. Saves it with Noah Dobson, David Perron. Back up Phoenix Copley and um, a rookie in Fantilli and Lucas Reichel. So overall, just a very good second power play team all together. As many second power play guys as you could ever want and more. Okay. Uh, GA here. Um, in addition to making several comments uh, throughout the show, which, uh, you know, I think he was planning to just give me all the Dallas guys as some sort of psyop operation. Um here is uh, his team with Miko Rantanen, Mitch Marner, Matt Boldy, Kevin Fiala to start. I mean, there you go. If you're talking about how to start a draft off with high testosterone, um, you know, you, you got to draft Mitch Marner at pick 18. Um, now I understand, you know, Kyle Connor had, had just gone uh, because he was the sharp selection there uh, in that range. But, you know, sometimes you just got to take Mitch Marner. Um, and yes, I'm not still salty that he got, uh, he went from four shots on goal and six fantasy points to hitting the bonus and scoring a goal for 20.5 fantasy points in the last three seconds of last night's preseason DFS slate, which cost me, um, you know, about four figures, um, especially when you consider my Ryan Johansson mistake on top of that. Just, uh, just, just a massive L's all around, and I will hate that forever. Beyond that, though, um, following up with Thatcher Demko in that. Um, JT Miller, Corpusalo, and Val Nachushkin. So finally uh, getting back on the wing train there with Big Val. Um, just, you know, don't don't get too close to his gun collection. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Charlie McAvoy, Aiden Hill, Jacob Chuba, and Thomas Shabbat. Um, you know, you've got three defensemen there who will hit people and Thomas Shabbat. So, um, you know, uh, that, that works for me. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, because, you know, just I guess the theme of this room is getting guys who aren't really doing much of anything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then Brock Nelson and Matthew Nyes. Um, you know, just I guess anytime you can stack up Nyes and Marner, like, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess that's how Marner gets there because someone has to shoot the puck and Austin Matthews has uh, vanished from the face of the earth. So, um, yeah, there's GA for you. Um, DJ, yeah. Did I roast you, or did you roast? Yes, I don't you wrote you you, you 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 roasted me. Um, okay. So Matt went with the old dusty Dallas stack. Uh, at least you started with Jason Robertson. It would have been much worse without it, but I can't imagine a scenario where he would have taken it or taken it. Wow, good English. Without Robertson, Kyle Connor. So starts a good, you know, good, good, good start. You know, Georgiev. We talked about it before. Probably going a little bit underrated. But then follows it up with quite a doozy. Johnny Gaudreau, 
because Columbus is going to win, you know, a grand total of 20 games next year. And Johnny Gaudreau is just going to clearly uh, outscore guys like Fiala and Tuck and guys that are on good hockey teams that are probably going to, you know, massively outscore Columbus. Miro Heiskanen, because he just has to capitulate to the sharp people who are taking um, Miro Heiskanen, uh, you know, at the right time. But Evan Bouchard went way too early. So I guess what was he going to do to himself? Steven Stamkos, got to take a guy that Tampa Bay doesn't even want um, at 65 when JT Miller's on the board, a guy that actually hits and produces. You got to have Steven Stamkos, who Tampa Bay's probably just going to uh, piss off and then trade. Drake Batherson, going to miss the whole season. So good pick there. Sergachev um, playing Russian roulette with the power play. And then goes with two goalies on arguably the two worst teams in the NHL in Anaheim and Philadelphia. At least you have Georgiev. That's all I'm going to say there because he's going to need to stay healthy and win as many games as possible with Gibson and Hart bringing in a whopping first and second overall pick to their rosters. Brock Besser. I really honestly like Brock Besser and I'm rooting for him. So I'll be rooting for that selection there. I hope he has a good season, but I will not be rooting for Jamie Benn who should regress to the lower of the league and hopefully lose most of his time to Wyatt Johnson, who's just a better hockey player than him. Um, Justin Falk, no complaints, Joe Pavelski, whatever. Vincent Trocek, okay, he had to round out center some way when, you know, Stamkos is already going to be useless. And then Yuri Slavkovsky, just first overall pick, the pedigree is there. Cannot wait for his 13 goals and 12 assists, Matt. That's really going to get you over the edge and probably put you in the playoffs. My uh, my, my cat is here to uh, help me retort um, that, uh, no, by I, the way, honestly, you're trying to dunk on Jamie Benn by saying, oh, Wyatt Johnson's better. Well, guess who his center is? And the only reason he's relevant, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's the, Wyatt Johnson. So that's, a bet only, on Jamie Benn is a bet the on only going Johnson. The only going down that Jamie Benn's going to do is on this roster into the bottom of the, the whole of their league here, the whole of their lobby. To the third line. Okay, there you go. I, I finished that your too. joke for you. Uh, yeah, you know, that's not bad either. That was pretty good. Um, No, but yeah, Gibson over Cuso. I, I'm never going to understand it. Like, I just, I don't. I mean, I if anyone really cares that. about that, I highly encourage you to uh, look at any NHL season ever and see how goalies perform. It's it's really it just doesn't matter. Both They're teams both are garbage, bad, so They're both bad, but at least Detroit is better, and at least Huso has had a good season within the past five years. Uh, point taken. All okay. right, CH Channel Eleven here. Um, Fires things off uh, with Brady Kachuk at nine ahead uh, of Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, interesting decision there. Um, Paige Thompson, Connor Hellebuck, um, Evan Bouchard, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Philip Gustafson. Um, so thankfully you got a, a starting goalie in there um, with Philip Gustafson on a playoff team because Connor Hellebuck, you know, who knows, maybe he gets traded to, uh, I mean, hell, maybe he gets traded to Minnesota and is there a replacement for a Marc-Andre Fleury who's turned into dust? I don't know. Um, but Pierre Luc Dubois at 57 is actually mightily interesting. I don't have his ADP in front of me, but that does seem a little bit early. Um, you know, we, we got a little bit of concerning usage overseas. Like, obviously, he's with uh, Kevin Fiala, but no power play time was a bit troubling. Uh, they were using uh, uh, Fagimo and uh arvidson on the power play there in his place which uh honestly was a very big shock to me so whatever grinding the tape who cares um 
Rupe hints because he really didn't want me to cap off my perfect Dallas stack with Rupe. Uh, Pavel Bushnevich, Quinn Hughes, Victor Arvidsson, Lucas Raymond. Well, at least if Arvidsson, you've locked up that power play one job for LA of guys who will never, ever touch the puck. Um, and then Elvis, Patrick Kane. I mean, yeah, Patrick Kane literally might not even touch the ice, let alone a puck. And then uh, Elias Lindholm, Kirill Marchenko, and Kalen Addison. I mean, at least with Kalen Addison, you're getting power play time with Kirill Marchenko. Who knows what you're getting? But it sure seems like Marchenko's time has come, and he will uh, no longer be of use for this Columbus team that has actually brought in some decent talents as far as uh, Fantilli and some other prospects that they have coming up and will probably take his time on ice. So, yeah, Kalen Addison is an interesting one. But uh, between Hughes and Kalen Addison, you might get four shots in a week. So that's cool. And uh, Malik coming through with us, PLD, ADP of 63. So, yeah, that seems mighty early for Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, especially given what we know. No. All right. Um, Ace Elliott or whatever. I don't know why. Ace Elliott. I just, it looks like Ace to me first. And I always mess that up in, I think, every one of our drafts, but I don't really think watches the stream. I think he's just like a, I, I see that name everywhere. Um, Starts with Jack Hughes over Kaprizov and, and Kucherov because they really did not want to do what Matt would su- have suggested. So actually, probably a smart thing. Um, Stutzel, Darlene, Caulfield, just for Brett, it's a bit of a head scratcher don't really see him playing with jack hughes don't really see how he's 58th best player on the board in any capacity there's plenty of guys after him that's really the first pick that that got me thinking huh uh maybe not exactly the right call saves goaltending at least a little bit with Ilya samsonov i thought if he would have missed there that could have gotten really out of hand another second power play guy in claude Giroux, john devarez uh Drafting Jack Hughes 10th overall and not assuming that he's going to be one of those top four level centers by taking Devarez above ADP. Again, not not a great call there. Just a bit of a of an interesting one. But following it up with Tyler Bertuzzi makes it even worse. Guy that's not on his line right now probably and likely not going to matter for any power play correlation. At this point, like I said, goaltending almost got away from him. Freddie Anderson is not going to bring it back. Chikrin, I'm fine with. Cousins seems unnecessary this early. Devin Taves, again, too early. I mean, there wasn't a lot of meat left on the bone there. Um, definitely defense had completely dried up, it seems like, at this point. So I, I have to hand it to him. But Jeremy Swayman, again, goaltending, it, it, it's going to come down to one guy, and that is Samsonov. And if that doesn't get there, he's got two guys that are not going to see 40 starts. And Connor Brown without McDavid is just an insane pick. I don't understand how you do it. Michael Bunting, I, I have to, you know, I was going to take him if you didn't. So I'm going to give it up. Uh, this guy definitely knows like well enough the format, but the player takes can be a little bit off. But the correlation, everything else is fine. Matt, All right. your uh, last week. I, I got Leela here at 11. Uh, you know, decent value getting Kirill Kaprizov at 11. Um, follows it up by taking Kel McCarr, which is certainly a bet on Kel McCarr being the had-to-have-it defenseman. Uh, Debrinkit, Philip Forsberg, Tristan Jari, Jonathan Marcheseau, Jacob Marshall, Ricard Raquel. I mean, there are uh, that that's a that's a way to start things. Um, you know, no centers. So fortunately, you rectify that with Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Dylan Larkin, and Carter Verhage. 
Um, Verhage in particular is an interesting player to me to take on a team with now without that anchor center. Um, you know, who the hell knows what his role is going to look like? Is he going to be with Barkov? Is he going to be on the third line? Is he going to be on the second power play? Is he going to be on the first unit? Who knows? Nobody knows anything. And fortunately, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Dylan Larkin as your two other centers, you have absolutely no margin for error because both of those guys could absolutely stink out loud this season. Um, getting Cam Talbot, uh, you know, what a couple rounds after I got John Gibson and Carter Hart sounds about right. But when you consider that you traded guys like uh, Elvis Mers Lincolns and Sam Montembeau, uh, who are definitely going to be starters for their teams, uh, you know, not sure about that Cam Talbot action. Um, and then two close things off you get Oliver Bjorkstrand, uh, John Klingberg, Jason Zucker, and Rasmus Anderson, uh, John Klingberg, we talked about. Uh, I just don't think he's a guy who uh, could possibly bury you. Um, so fortunately, you know, you take him on a team of Cal McCarr, who, you know, certainly could bury you. So uh, whatever it is. And then Jason Zucker is a guy who, uh, you know, very much so like Max Domi last year, even if he is good, that's actually worse for your team because then when it comes to playoffs, uh, he's going to get traded to a team where he's going to be fourth line filler for a contender. So uh, best of luck to you and to everyone who I have reviewed. DJ, take the last one away. Yep, last one as I enter my 30th drafters draft. I mean, everyone's clapping. I can hear it um, from all over the country that I, I got there. Um, thank you, first off, for being a part of that journey with us tonight. Starting with Kucherov, Ovechkin, and Clayton Keller. There's really just no complaints at this point. Um, buys and drinks all of the Connor Bedard tea um, and Kool-Aid, just every last drop of it. 37th overall. Well, it's a make or break pick. What have you? You know, no, still, still complaints. But Adam Fox, this is where it starts to go off the rails. Adam Fox over, um, actually, oh, I thought it was over Tristan Jari. I was going to say it was really what sunk your team here. But yeah, Adam Fox to not hit many rates, um, to definitely, oh my God, I just auto drafted. <laughs> I can't do this at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have Shesterkin and Sororkin now on this team. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go quickly because I, I, I got to just get the drafting. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, Olmark, Bobrovsky, and Bridgemelka are going to combine for uh, not enough stars to get you done. Taylor Hall, Eberly, Nita Ryder, and um, what's his freaking name? Kaliev for your final four wingers. I mean, they're just they're never going to score, but fair enough. Um, your team's fine. I don't care. I'm getting out of here. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on the Morning Skate Pod account. Um, if you're into the preseason DFS, DJ is retweeting a ton of stuff. Um, so and losing know, that, that's fun because he takes yeah freaking um, stupid freaking ah let it out. If I just played the right plays, you know. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's that is a big shame. But uh, Muir Heiskanen went for a one a whopping one point five, which was a very fun and a very uh fitting way to really punish uh punish me for drafting Miro um on this god awful underdog fantasy team. So you know that's the Miro experience right there though. They score six goals, he gets one shot because he's irrelevant to that team. That's actually pretty funny. No, yeah, I mean, I, I literally, I was just gonna play Robertson. I would have played Wedgwood. I just, I don't think I was ever coming off Blackwood completely though. I think that was gonna be because I didn't think people were gonna play him. 
So I don't think I ever was going to get there no matter what, but just, just frustrating. Put in all that time, energy um, and effort and get smoked. Yep. And another, uh, if you, if you're listening to this on the audio feed, you're good. Uh, By the way, the comment that came up is what if auto drafting while roasting teams is what you needed. And of course, you know, what if, who knows? Um, But if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to check out the morning skate pod um, pod feed. Again, that's linked uh, in DJ's pod link tree thing that it's a link tree um, in the chat yeah it's not that crazy Um, of a thing people know about what that is okay but then find the link and click on it and then find the link from there to the pod is what i'm saying because there will be audio only podcasts um previewing the season coming out you know uh before, before, before the season starts um on the pod feed so um you know that's coming up on us obviously the slate by slate breakdowns will also be on the pod feed so please do find us over there. And lastly, join the MSP Discord. Um, DM one of us if you don't have a link um, and you want to get in on the action. So DJ, if you want to close this out, go ahead. But I have nothing else to add. Nope. Um, keep drafting. But listening to this. And go Sabres. We'll talk to you soon. Wait, I don't audio pop because, yeah, well, everyone watch us live. And rate, comment, review do all that stuff. I think I cut out. Great comment review.